everyone. It is Luke here. Paul is here with me as well. Um, Paul, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. This is um, another FPO week that really looked like it was going to turn out very badly for me, and then it kind of turned around at the very end. But I still am struggling with playing the right players and, <laughs> and not having people that drop one of the best weeks on my bench. So Yeah, it, it feels a little haunting at the moment around these parts because not only is it the Halloween season, but spooky. the FPL season is starting to get a little scary and spooky as well. I think we're, speaking for myself personally here, it's been a difficult couple of game yeah, weeks for FPL. You're really in the trenches right now. I'm in the trenches bad. Yeah. Um, so look, how about we both say our overall rank so everybody on the podcast knows where we're sitting right now. I am currently at 1,157,598th overall. It's a big number, folks. It's a big number. Far too many commas in that one for sure but it's okay there's always time to change it very quickly you know too many sig figs <laughs> yeah so i'm right now sitting at 272k which i'm honestly fine with like it's a lot better than last year for me 260 is what you said no 272 oh nice very good 272k but the scary part of this is that like i think luke did some research so we may talk about this later on but it could be a lot, a lot better. Let's so. just go into it now. Okay, Alrighty, let's just so do it. Let's, last just, let's night, quit stringing me out. Let's just do it. Last night, I was sitting there, and I was like, huh, Paul has made a lot of... Paul has made a lot of decisions about his bench that ultimately could possibly cost him a lot of points in the long run, right? So I went through, counted the points on his bench, and then how many... Pl- positive points that would get him over who he had started you would have 70 more points <laughs> if you would have started the right people and i'm going to be honest i did not go through and count say like a two or three pointer it was more of you know cash with a brace or um in bomo this week so kind of big hauls or you know a goal or assist that was definitely accounted I mean, for that would probably for sure put me in the top 50k yeah, plus seventy. Like, yeah, so let's even so say I'm let's at even say plus sixty, right? Yeah, How I'm many? at six forty-seven right now. So if you if I went to like, okay, so you'd be seven oh seven, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, keep keep going. I'm gonna look this up. Yeah, it's talk. um, it's a little demoralizing, guys. But also, you know, I think it does speak a little bit too that yes, there have been players that have performed while they've been on my bench, but I think I've done a really good job this year of selecting a wide range of players that I want to play that could any given week do something very good for my team. So am I playing them in the right week? Sometimes no, but I think I am making good selections on my players overall. So it does balance out, you know, like I'm, I'm okay with it a little bit, Luke. Yeah. You know, it, it's just about learning from those mistakes and trying to decide who has the best possibility of returning I'm looking at the top overall at the moment, um, overall rankings, and I think you would, if you, say, added 60 points, right, to your total, I think you'd be in the top 5K. Top 5K? Top 5K, yeah. Holy so um, That's y- crazy. Yeah, that, that probably hurts a little bit, but, you know, ultimately, it's still a long season. We've got yeah. Yeah, yeah. so much time to go, right? Um, and it's Week 10 of 38. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so much more time left in the season. We'll keep getting better, keep growing, learn from those mistakes that we've made already. Um, and you know, you guys can learn and grow with us as we as we go through this process Absolutely. together. Um, how, Paul, you want to break down your week for listeners so they understand kind of what they're working with and kind of what yes. happened for you? I would love to. So this week I ended up on 74 points. My biggest contributors were I had Cash with the clean sheet, Ben White with the clean sheet, which Ben White almost had a goal too. He was very close. He hit that ball very well. That would have been that would have been freaking awesome for my team. And then I had Trippier on zero, Pedro Poor on two, Son on ten, Saka on twelve because he was my captain this week. I thought that he'd have one of those weeks where it was just like sometimes Saka goes like very consistent, like we talked about in a lot of the last mm-hmm. podcast. He's consistent, consistent, consistent. But then he'll have a week where he gets a hat trick, and I was I really thought this week would be it, but it's fine. Get an assist from him. Could have used my captain a little differently, but it's okay. Get got an assist from Madison. Two goals from Callum Wilson. This guy was great this week. Sorry, I'm about to sneeze real quick. <laughs> Callum Wilson was really good this week. I think he, you know, he's he's a goal poacher, right? Yeah, he's he a is. he loves being around that six yard box, making those runs to get to a far post, near post. His timing is really good too, right? And if he can get his foot on it, usually you feel good about his opportunities of finishing. Yeah, no, 100%. And then I had, sadly, John Pedro that played. And silly old me was like, you know what? I think I think they'll absolutely smash Fulham, and I'll play him over Brian and Bomo, and that did not work well for me. And then I also had Holland, who was not captain. If he had been captain, my week, I would, my week, my rank from this week would be so much better if I would have captain Holland. Yeah, that is very true. That's spot but on. Here we are. Not a bad week overall. Beat the average of 66 by eight points. So, so as we talked about, right, you've left some points on the bench in the past. What from this week do you think you've learned about your decision to bench and bone on? How could that improve your decision making going forward? Yeah, no, I was, I was actually thinking about this, um, I think probably yesterday. That I think, like we always talk about, one of my biggest judges when I look for an FPL attacker is. Are they going to be a focal point of the attack? Are they going to be involved with most of the goals and assist? Are they going to get the minutes to be there? And I broke my rule, and I went with Ja Pedro, who I thought had a better matchup. But it's always questionable if he's going to play, start, be involved, whatever. He's right. had a couple good FPL weeks, but not consistently. And then Ryan's been a little up and down for me lately. And he had a good week last week, and I was like, I don't know if he can keep it going. Right. So I doubt, honestly, at the end of the day, I doubted myself and kind of what I value in FPL. And that's, that's on me, you know? Yeah. But hey, like we said, you learn from it. Yeah. Um, you just, you just get better going forward, right? Um, yeah. You got to play your own game. Got to play, play how you play. And sometimes that leaves you with a terrible week, <laughs> and which is a good transition into my week. Um, Prepare yourselves. This is going to be 20 minutes of Luke just straight crying or screaming. <laughs> <laughs> not that, not that, not but that. definitely okay. we'll, we'll, we'll dive okay. into we'll, it. We'll see. Okay. So for my team, um, as I said, my rank has now dropped down to about 1.2 million from about 500 K two weeks ago. So that's a sharp plummet over the past two weeks. Um, yeah. in goal, I had Pickford got a five pointer, you know, love getting a clean sheet from Pickford. Of course he manages to get a yellow though, you know, no surprise there. I've got Trippier with a solid zero pointer. Pau Torres with a blank on. That one hurts. 
we're going to come back and talk about all the grievances within this team. But um, Pedro Porro on a two-pointer as well. James Ward-Prowse with two-pointer. Douglas Louise, seven-pointer getting the assist and two bonus. So that was really nice. Madison with the six-pointer. And Bomo with 13. Love to see that. Hoyland with a two-pointer. Holland with 16. And Watkins with a two-pointer and the captaincy from me. So what you must be thinking yourself, where do we start with all of these problems? And I just have to say, I think in a different week, right, this team could have performed exceptionally well. Yeah, I, I mean, felt great going into the week personally. Look at Watkins. I mean, it should have been a cash assist and a Watkins goal easily early in that game. Yeah, and if they get that first that early on, you think the floodgates open even more than they did. Um so the Watkins captaincy did not pan out. He had big missed opportunity. Um, and when you think about it, right, it felt like with the run that he was on at that point, it felt like it was really difficult for him to blink because he had not blinked in so long, right? Um, it's got to happen at a certain point, though, you know. And even this week, he had two chances created. He had one big chance created, and he also had, you know, great opportunities to score himself. So the fact that he blinked really, really hurts, especially with how much Holland returned, because if I just would have left the captaincy on him, would have saved my game week easily. You know, like this, um, this I'm not to cut into what you're saying at all, but um, the, the dynamic on Ollie Watkins is so interesting to me, because if you look at him, He's had honestly, I think is he the highest score in NFPL or he's he's up no, there. I think that's a lot now. He's like top top. Actually, three. it's probably Holland, but keep going now. So, anyways, my whole point is that I feel like this year Watkins has had so many chances, and it makes me appreciate Harry Kane and Holland for what they are because they're so efficient. And if Watkins was just like a shade more efficient, he'd be blowing everybody out of the water in FPL this year because he's getting he's getting so many chances. With Watkins, it feels like it's almost game to game. You don't yeah. know yeah. which day he's going to be on it. and it, But if he's on it, he's a great person to have in your team, um, maybe even captain. You know, it didn't pan out this week. But um, to go back to your question, Paul, Slaw is currently the highest scorer with 83 points. Holland's on 79. And then Son's on 78. Um so, yeah, very, very interesting um, way that the data works out there. Um, and, you know, I really, my midfield, James Ward-Prowse has been a really bad call for me. Yeah, I was, always, I was always did not skeptical work of that, Luke. Um, I, well, the main issue is he was playing as a cam and then got moved down to a CDM by Moyes. Yeah. And the week that I brought him in, he moved from the cam to a CDM. And for some reason, Suchek was thought to be a better cam than him. For some reason, I'm not exactly sure where that thought process came from. But um, that has really backfired on that decision. Bring in Hoyland. He had really great opportunities two weeks ago um, whenever they played uh, Burnley, I believe. No, Sheffield. Yeah. Um, didn't convert his chances. And it's looking like a really bad transfer because for me, it was between him or Darwin. And Darwin had a 10-pointer last week and then I think a four-pointer the week before. So those decisions definitely have backfired. This week I took a negative four and brought in Odegaard, who didn't even play. Yeah, that one. that one's bad. 
that's really bad. It's bad, but there is no way I could see that coming. No, I'm right? I'm not I'm not blaming you at all. Like literally, like Odegaard has started almost every match they've had this year. So yeah, and you know, speaking you know from this point in time, this the best transfer that and there's statistics indicating this would have been a good idea, and Katia would have been the best move, right? Take Hoyland Hoyland out. He was not performing. That way, I keep Foden in, who I took out for Odegaard. And then Nketiah in for him, and that would have been a massive week for me. Um, but that did not happen. And I, I just, at the back line, too, with Pedro Porro and Paul Torres, that was really difficult to swallow, right? Because you have one goal that probably should have been rolled out for a handball in the box. You know, it's up to VAR. There's nothing you can do at that point. And then a really jammy own goal um, that Martinez go, knocks into the back of his own net after a terrible header from, um, I think it was Kansa. So, yeah, I just, it's been a rough week. I don't know how it got to 59 points, honestly. Yeah, honestly, like for, for as bad of a week as it turned out for you, I think there is some good, na- there's a little bit of like a positive light to it, though, because, I mean, like you said, you still got to 59 you had the ability this week to have a lot bigger week than what you had. So, I mean, like, and your, the Odegaard move wasn't a bad move, all this stuff. Like, I mean, it just didn't play out this week for you, you know? It didn't, yeah. So it, it makes you think. Your logic uh, was sound, though, honestly, in a lot of the stuff you do. Do I need to wild card? But for the time being, I don't think I need to. I think you should. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I'm For the next week, I'm not. But then maybe going into the next game week, I, I could possibly. Well, I will tell you, I have the games coming up this next week. And Liverpool against Luton is terrifying as a non-Sala owner. Yeah, it definitely is. It's terrifying. Sure. So we'll see how that goes. And also, I mean, I just... Um, can we, do you want to dive a little more and do you want to take a little break and then we can go into uh yeah sure let's take a little, a little break bit. um yeah. and we'll talk about next week when we get back okay. all right everybody we are back here at top ends with twins and we're gonna dive into match week 11 and we're gonna kind of talk about maybe our teams a little bit or what we see in the week that we like for matchups attacking matchups defensive matchups um would you like to start, Luke, or do you want... Yeah, let's just go ahead and put it out there. I think chasing clean sheets this season is a really, really difficult task. Agreed. That is highly due to variance and luck. That with the rise of more talent within the Premier League, it is extremely difficult for any team to keep a clean sheet consistently yeah. over a sustained period of time. So with that being said, I think we pivot towards trying to bring in as aggressive of, as of attackers as we can. But at the same time, there's not a wealth of those at the moment either. Right. Yes. Um, you know, whenever you think about the first one that comes to mind is stupid on, right. He is an incredible attacking asset playing at left back for Brighton, but he's hurt as of now. Um, so when we think about that, it's really difficult trying to pin something down. So if we look at the XG leaders from defenders from game week 10, the leader in XG is Ethan Pinnock at 0.61. He scored for Brentford on the cross from Mbomo against Chelsea. Kukurea was second with an XG of 0.58, did not convert his chance. Whenever we look at um, expected assist, they're the only... 
defender that had an assist this week was Tati with Wolves. Um, and that was off of a corner, I believe. No, no, no. He he pushed forward, played around, and slipped it through to um, Huang, right? Um, so there's there's not a wealth of options in defense right now. Um, and if we're looking at the fixtures from the next week, uh, there's so, maybe City. I think City might be the best shout. Yeah. Um, and then maybe Villa, right? And okay, yeah. I would say, in my opinion. I think the three best assets, possibly defensively, would be City, Villa, and Liverpool. I don't think Palace is a bad shout, though. Palace isn't, but it's also at Burnley, and I feel like that yeah, adds an extra little, little wrinkle that makes it a little difficult. Palace has shown that they can keep clean sheets this year at times, so mm-hmm. little dark horse right there. Maybe not a great option, but if you're looking for a lower budget, or it's possible. Where it really gets really just so fun, Luke, is when you have a lot of Newcastle and Arsenal assets and they play this week. Right. And I just don't don't know how that match is going to go. And I have two, I have Trippier and Ben White. It's at St. James, correct? It is. Yeah. It is. So that's going to be, um, that's going to be a rough one to really. Well, from an Arsenal perspective, both sides are a little banged up at the moment, but I would say Newcastle is lacking some more key personnel as opposed to Arsenal. Yeah, no Newcastle's going through it right now. Yeah. And going to St. James does make that a lot more difficult, but at the same time, you would have to think that Arsenal are probably going to be favored to come out with that victory in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, obviously I hope so. I really hope the Gunners do come out with it, but just as an FPL owner, it, there's a lot of question marks around that whole game. Right. You know, and my my entire plan this whole run has been to keep Odegaard on the bench for this game week. Uh, that may not end up happening, just the way that things are going to shake out, because I am internally frustrated with James Ward-Prowse. Yeah, I would. I would honestly, I would play Odegaard over James Ward-Prowse. That's kind of what I'm thinking at the moment. But um, this could be the week. This could be the week. You know, he gets that one free kick, and then they, maybe you know, they do play Brentford this week. So I don't know. We'll see. Brentford like to sit deep, play it long, and I think they'll probably try to do the same thing. So it could be possibly good for him. I don't know. It's. Yeah, but I mean, so um, when we look at an attacking standpoint from like mm-hmm. midfielders forwards, the one that re- there's two that stand out, top of the line, Man City versus Bournemouth, and then also Liverpool versus Luton, and those those just seems like those seem like the matches to target this week for attackers, and I only have Holland, and that's it involved in those matches, so we may see a little movement this week. With me shifting towards maybe trying to get one of those matches, just depends. Do you? Who would you be targeting with going out of your team? By chance, I don't. I don't know. So that's that's the problem. Is that like I really like my team, but I could see one spur asset going possibly depending on. The difficult part about that though is, I mean, so Spurs they play Chelsea this week, which I think honestly is a pretty good matchup for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they'll probably find a lot of a lot of joy in that game. And then they play Wolves, which tougher matchup than it was earlier in the year than Villa, City, West Ham, Newcastle. So mm-hmm. I think it's kind of at the point right now where we're seeing that maybe maybe only having one Spurs asset is 
which one do you go. which one do you pick though I'm probably going to stick with Madison just because he's at a lower price point and then free up that space from Son. Even if Son has done great for me, like he's been awesome. I And I think personally too, for me with Madison, it feels like his floor is a lot higher than Son's. Son's ceiling is a lot higher because he can explode. Valid. Right. And even in this match um, against Crystal Palace in game week 10, Son was completely out of the match for the, in, almost the entirety until he, you know, gets in a good position puts the ball in the back of the net from a nice cross from Brennan Johnson. So whenever we look at that, we have to think, well, maybe he doesn't get in that position and ends up blanking, right? So Madison does seem like the one. He, he is the heartbeat of their attack. He's the creative engine, and it feels like everything's going going to have to go through him for them to really be aggressive and, you know, returning week on week. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, I don't know, Luke, so... I think Son may be going out, but it, it just really depends on how how, m- how my week develops and deciding what I want to do, mm-hmm. which at this point, I mean, it's it's Monday morning. We're not I'm not dead set on any of these things yet. Just throwing out ideas. Right. But there is a slight chance that I could be playing my wild card sometime this week or maybe next week. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Just to go back. So you highlighted Man City and Liverpool, right, as your primary targets for the week. Yep. Um. Man City do not have a midweek fixture, so they will have a full week of rest going into playing um, Bournemouth. And then, conversely, Liverpool do have a midweek fixture. They're playing the EFL Cup um, against Bournemouth as well, ironically. Um, So they play on Wednesday and then do not play Luton until Sunday. Definitely expect Liverpool to highly rotate. Salah will probably stay on the bench come on in the 91st minute and score a brace in, you know, by the 94th. So just kind of how, what we expect at this point. Um, Yeah. So definitely some very interesting fixtures to target for this week. Um, I agree with you though. I think from an attacking perspective, Man City is a great, great matchup to target. And then conversely, I think that, you know, Liverpool are as well. For Villa, they do have a good fixture against Nottingham Forest, but it is a way to Nottingham Forest. So that adds an extra wrinkle, um, and that just makes it a little bit more difficult, right? Um, From Spurs and Chelsea, I really don't know what to expect from that one. I think Spurs will probably win that one, but as of, you know, the past five years or so, there's always a little extra in Spurs and Chelsea meeting, right? Mm -hmm. Um and it'll be fun. It's at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. It seems like, you know, what, what did Ange say recently? He said um, that they're, um, it's like a club atmosphere. Yeah, basically. he was, um, I can't remember. They were asking him, like he said something, this isn't a fortress, mate. This fortress, is, that's what it was. Okay, I can't this, think this of is like a This is like a club atmosphere. Yeah, he, exactly. Um, so Which is cool. That's Spurs cool. fans are having a lot of fun, enjoying watching their team play great attacking football. Um, so definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, a little, I don't know, maybe Wolves are interesting players to target, right? In my opinion, I think that's a good attacking fixture for them. I mean, remember we talked about this early on the pod mm-hmm. where we were kind of talking, like this is probably like match week one or two or three. Yeah. And I was they like, played United. Wolves yeah. assets question mark, Luke. Yeah. We were kind of joking, but like. Neto has, you know, he went on an incredible run, even returned last week, but he does have a hamstring injury that looks yeah, like. Yeah, that was bad. That, it'll that keep sucked. him out for probably a couple weeks. 
Um, at the bare minimum, most likely. No, he knows. they they made a statement, and he said that he is hoping to be back maybe like three or four weeks, something like that. I hope so. He's Which been he's been great this year. Um, and you know, Wolves have put in some really good performances against you know top four clubs. So maybe you know, cheekily, maybe Hoang is someone that we should think about. Right? Yeah, he's like, um, dude, that turn that he had. Yeah, he's on the outside of his left foot. Where he literally, instead of like taking a touch with his right foot, just snatched it with his left foot, brought it back, displaced the defender, then finished. Like, that was so nice. It was really nice. So I think my differential of the week is, you know, Wolves attackers, right? Um, We'll see how that pans out. But, you know, with the way that my calls are going at the moment, it'll probably be Sheffield winning (laughs) 3-0. So, So, look, I actually have a sneaky shout that you may not expect me to Mm -hmm. be discussing this. Let's hear it. I think United may see a little flip in their form. They do have really good run of fixtures. So they play Fulham, let's see, Fulham, Luton, Everton, Newcastle, Chelsea, Bournemouth. So, I mean, the first three fixtures in that are almost kind of worth taking a punt on. Somebody that maybe, I know that Bruno and Rashford have a higher price point, so maybe, maybe not them, but it seems like... I don't know. The, I, I feel like there's going to be goals over the next three games for them. And I'm not saying I'm going to it, but like this is just an idea for people. If they have the price point, if it works out for your team, maybe United is a team to invest in for the next three weeks, possibly. And this is the reason, Not this isn't the main reason, but this is an example of why I don't want a wild card. Because the transfers that I have made, they were with the intention of planning three, four game weeks out, right? And now I have Hoyland in my team who, mm-hmm. you know, is very attacking. He's making the right runs. He just hasn't put the ball in the back of the net in the Premier League. And I think in this run of fixtures, he could easily do that. So, um, you know, give him. I'll give him three weeks maybe, see how it plays out. And if he can get a goal, get an assist. I mean, he's at 3% ownership right now. If he gets that first Premier League goal, he's going to start rising in price again. going to stop drop, dropping. Um and you know that's a great differential points to have right there so especially like we said if you see united start to look better as a team mm-hmm. and more fluid playing together all these things getting results you're going to see people flocking back to them as you a will, field right? asset and so that's, I think that's good for you you'll get all the price rises and at the same time too we see city having a more difficult run of fixtures after they play bournemouth um we thought united would kind of be difficult but it turned out just to be you know casual walk through Manchester right it was really easy for them against United so um yeah but outside of that um players that I think could be great for the game week um I don't know I think Holland Holland is a great captaincy shout do you think you'll probably captain him next week Paul yeah I think honestly after this past week you kind of have to yeah because I think everybody's gonna flock back to him and it's it feels like one of those weeks where if he explodes against Bournemouth, like he has three goals and you don't captain him, then you're just going to be left behind. Well, so. I still think Slaw is going to be higher captain than him next week with Luton That's away. That's true. I forgot about that one. Yeah. He, I think his effective ownership, um, which combines his ownership from just normal people owning him, not normal people, sorry. From um, the muggles. It, it accounts for the normal ownership of just having a player in your team and then also combining captaincy. So his effective ownership, I think, is going to be 
above 120% next week. Yeah. Just with people will be so tempted with that Luton fixture. Um, you know, as non-Salah owners, it would be a wonderful week for him to blank finally. Uh, but, you know, Matt but Turner had a say, oh, and he made sure that Salah did not blank last week. I have never been more upset with Matt Turner in my life. Listen, guys, so I'm going to pivot real quick while, while we're still on the pod. But So this week, from an American perspective, was one of the worst <laughs> weekends I think we've ever had for Americans in Europe. It was not great. It was so bad. Musa did play really well, though. Musa played well. Pulisic got subbed off for that injury. And P- McKinney Pulisic got an assist. Great for yeah, but I mean, like just like the Matt Turner situation, Brendan Aronson not playing, Gio Reyna getting subbed off at half. Like, I don't know. I was I was going through it I, before Luke was right, and even kind of just going back to the FPL part of Matt Turner. A lot of people have him in their teams, and I think after a mistake like that. It wouldn't be shocking to see him benched for a little while, right? They have know. they have a really good backup keeper, who won the league with Benfica. I would not be shocked to see that happen because yeah. that is I hope not. That is a glaring mistake that, if nothing else, will put pressure on the manager. So I I will say though that the best case scenario for Matt Turner here was that that goal really did not impact how the game was going to go, you know? Like, it was already... Like, they were... Liverpool was already up 2-0. Right. They're not going to come back and win. That, they that's weren't going to come back and win. So, it's, it's not like they were up 1-0 in the 95th minute, and then he did that and gave up, like, a goal to allow them to tie. So, I think there is a different context to it, but, I yeah, I also agree. It's really not good. It's just a glaring mistake that really you just cannot, cannot have happen, right? Yeah. Um, do you have any other sneaky captaincy choices that you think would be somewhat interesting for next week, Paul? Um, let me see. Let me pull up the schedule. I was on a different one. I think another one that kind of interest. I w- don't even have him in my team, but I think Julian Alvarez as a captain for next week is very interesting. Um, especially, you know, if you're, in the situation where you got Holland out of your team, you don't have Holland to captain, you don't have a way to get back to him. Captaining Alvarez is a good option for, you know, possibly getting those Manchester City points. But if you have Salah, I think this is a fixture that you've been targeting for a while. And if Salah's in your team, I would definitely think that he's necessary to captain. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um I don't know, look, I think that Brighton could just absolutely demolish Everton this weekend. No, no, no. I completely disagree. Yeah, why is that? Because you have Jordan Pickford? No, it's not even from any of my FPL assets. I think Everton have looked so much better, right? If you look at the underlying stats, their XG conceded is relative. You know, they're not conceding an insane, insane amount of chances. And then combine that with, you know, they... They're looking better cohesively as a team. Sean Dyche has built them out more specifically to what he wants from a side. They understand the system, how he wants them to play. And I think Brighton are going to struggle a little bit, especially away from home. You want to put a little bet on that? I will happily do that. Yeah. What do you want to do? You want to... Um We'll we'll talk about this off air. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll off figure air. it out. But yeah. we'll, we'll we will be updating you all after we record the podcast next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be me screaming for five straight minutes in triumph if, <laughs> if 
great. Yeah, something for you all to look forward to. (laughs) Paul just screeching on a podcast. As opposed to me screeching on this podcast. Yeah, but um, honestly, look, I think it's going to be an interesting um, weekend of fixtures. Obviously, you'll be watching. We'll be watching all of them. So um, anything else you want to add? I just I do not like Liverpool playing the last game on Sunday. That is going to be a pretty miserable with that hanging over our heads if, say, our captaincy doesn't play out with Salah There's to play. There's also Monday, too, just so you know. There is, yeah. Okay, Spurs assets in Chelsea. Um, but I do not like Liverpool having the late game on Sunday. That feels, that feels dangerous to me. We'll see, dude. We'll see. Maybe Luton is just going to be a, a fortress, and they're not going to give up anything to Liverpool, so... Let's hope that happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Um, but I think that is going to bring us to the end of this podcast. Um, we want to thank you all for joining us. Hopefully you learned something new from this. And if nothing else, maybe all of us are learning to manage our bench a little bit better <laughs> and, you know, make those choices that are great for our FPL teams, even though sometimes FPL hurts. <laughs> it does, guys. It does. But, you know, honestly, we're here for the highs and lows. So we are, we are. Yeah. So whenever, you know, we get back to the highs at some point, it's going to be so much better. And Paul, you're having a great, really a great, really nice run here. Yeah. Um, so something to be proud of. And we're really, really, really glad that you're doing well. I will say I'm carrying the podcast. So yeah. my back, my back's starting to hurt a little bit. I'm, ugh, I got to start working out a little bit more, you know, to carry all this weight. That's it. I'm just trying to get you to work out. I'm trying, trying to add a little extra motivation. there. Yeah, that, that's what it is. That's what it is. Well, <laughs> Everybody, thank you for listening as usual. And like we always say, play your own game. Enjoy it. Don't get too much into the emotional side of it. We know. We understand. We get it. We would never do that. We never do that ourselves either. But just remember, it's a game. We do it for fun. There's still 28 more weeks to go. So just just have a good time, guys. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. And we will be back with you all soon. All right. See you guys. Have a good, have a good one.